When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends, welcome to Wrestle Buddies Games Plus Wrestling Podcast, filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship, heroism, hunting, and hiking. I am your host, Forty for Forty, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, Forty for Forty, Dark Order member Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you? Join the Dark Order. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I'm great. Uh, I'm home from my latest bout of travel. Uh, I think I'm done work traveling for the year. Look at you! Um, very excited about it. Don't want to get on planes anymore. Uh, and uh, I know we have a big topic that we're going to get into, uh, but I, I have a rest. I have a current wrestling thought yes. that I need to share. I, yeah. I I shared it with you earlier. I need the world to know. Um, I've come around on the Judgment Day. I think they're awesome now. Why is that? Well. I don't know if you've been watching uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm up to date. I just want to know why. Okay, I, so yeah. you saw so you saw last night's episode, mm-hmm. or I you saw this week's episode. I guess I should say since it's coming out on Monday or Thursday. Yeah. Uh, this week on Raw, I love that they've forbidden fruit tempted Dominic Mysterio Mysterio hyphen Guerrero uh, into joining the group. I yeah. love that. Finn is slowly starting to emerge as the leader, even though the whole thing of Judgment Day is like, none of us are the leader. We're all equals. Finn is slowly starting to show himself as the leader. I like that they're trying to recruit Riddle to no avail. Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything or mean anything. But then I also loved the way they attacked uh, at the like they attacked that edge match i love that dominic mm-hmm. went for the chop block like i just like i'm starting to buy them as a powerful heel faction and i was watching the clips from last night and i was like you know i could see them building this up to the point where finn is a worthwhile uh either united states or world champion again and like judgment day becomes one of the major phases of raw i could see it and I, I, you know what? A few weeks ago, I absolutely could not see it. No, they felt they felt very undercard midcard for me. They felt very undercard midcard. They felt like an afterthought in the wake of mm-hmm. them turning edge face. But at the same time, I could see it growing a little bit more too to really kind of emphasize that it's a dominant team. Yeah, adding one or two more members would not hurt. Going much larger it than two more members. Be Riddle. No, Riddle doesn't giving him a dark side does not work for me no 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 like dominic it works yeah i mean Domi- he's dominic can wear black and purple riddle wouldn't wear black and purple unless it had a, a green pot leaf on it am i right hey. oh no man it'll be black and purple with a pot leaf because purple haze baby i don't know pot very well yeah it comes in purple probably ding 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 get high on the pot 
get high on the pod. That's our new tagline. Wrestle buddies, get high on the pod. Well, we're considering we're, we're it's work hours, Chris. I am definitely not doing that. No, uh, I'm high on unsweetened iced tea. And I had a lean cuisine roasted turkey meal for lunch while I, I watched have... videos of black children reacting to the Little Mermaid teaser. It is the most beautiful, pure thing in the history of the Internet. Speaking of beautiful and pure, what a segue, man. Oh, boy. We're getting into something I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. Oh, we're going like an old school Wrestle Buddies episode. We're kind of explaining something ridiculous within wrestling to you, the listener at home. And also uh, to me, to the you, the listener in the record. Also, I'm explaining it to myself because I remember this very differently than what actually transpired. We are talking about. Oh, wait, the, really? Oh, yes. <laughs> we're talking about the feud between Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior. And then here's Papa Shango's music. It's terrible. music sounds. I love Papa Shango's music, dude. I hate it. Let me, I want to explain something very quickly. I love Papa Shango. We all know I love Charles Wright. It's been kind of like an ongoing thing on this episode. I explained the good father for a whole hour once. Um, Papa Shango from my memory is like my favorite thing from the nineties rewatching Papa Shango stuff. It is a brutally, brutally underdeveloped character that Charles Wright gave his all, but creative gave him not too much. Um, he, he, Papa Shango, if you, if you don't remember is a, a voodoo wrestler, he's, he puts voodoo curses on people. Chris, his music's terrible. No, his it's entrance not. is it's terrible. It's fine. The entrance uh, rules, dude, with the, the with entrance the smoking is fine. Skull stick. His finisher is a shoulder breaker, a bad looking one at that. The shoulder breaker. Look, I don't want to I, I can't I don't want to speak to specifically to Papa Shango's shoulder breaker. However, I believe that the shoulder breaker is a wildly underappreciated move because that move would hurt. But it doesn't as a as a signature, I'll take it, but it can't it can't be a finisher that Why? doesn't. It yeah, doesn't you're right. Good you're right, Matt. Breaking one shoulder wouldn't make them lose a fight. Come on. OK, <laughs> then a spine buster should also be a finisher. Then I agree. Foot D- I think uh, certain sh- spine buster should. Matt, I'm going to look at the Papa Shango. First of all, I should note Papa Shango does an inverted shoulder breaker. Yes, he does. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, oh, he drapes them over his back. Yeah, that, that part uh, looks cool. Oh, that looks good, dude. It does not look good. It does not look like a good finisher. Here, let me sh- let me sing you the clip I'm looking at because I'm looking. I at just it. Oh. watched. I just spent an hour of my lunch break watching Wait, Papa Shango he's gonna matches. He's going to do it. I've seen it. Anyway. Finisher does not look as, but so good. Let's talk about Papa Shango for a second. Uh, Charles Wright kind of portrayed the gimmick after uh, coming to the WWE. Um, The wrestling observer named Papa Shango the worst gimmick and most embarrassing wrestler of 1992. And it was named the worst feud of 1992 uh, with Ultimate Warrior. Wait, who named it that? Wrestling Observer. Oh, Meltzer. Now we take Meltzer's word for law around here. That's not law. Hold podcast. on, hold on a second. That's not law. That is a that is something they stated in 1992. And you're reporting I am it as it. fact. 
I am not reporting this fact. I'm reporting this. That is their opinion. Why don't you go like lick Melter's boots, Mike, Matt, whatever your name is. I started to call you Dave and I tried to re-correct myself real quick and went to another wrong name. Isn't that terrible? How quickly you've turned into every person I block on Twitter. Look, look, I understand. Melter paid you $500 to say nice things about him on the podcast. I've already been (laughs) accused of being a shill enough today. Thank you. (laughs) Dude, I get accused of being a shill every day. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, more fragile than you are. You're a stronger human. Anyway, uh, you are a tough boy. Let's talk about Papa Shango. He's got such a good look. He's such like a beefy boy. Like, man, Charles White is. Honestly, Matt, for our next beefy tournament of beef, we should do beefy boy vintage edition and there's going to be a bracket within the tournament that's just retired beefy boys oh retired beefy boys Oof! imagine them all and then we could have the right cup where it's a bracket that's just charles Wright characters because they're all beefy Oof! who would win in a fight of all charles Wright characters the good i'm going father. to go papa shango oh the good father because he's a heel so he, <laughs> he would low he would shango. low blow everybody no that's not right that's against the rules. No, it's 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 Charles, right? Appointing like you got it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Papa Shago had already debuted at this point. It was I didn't even look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was Survivor Series a couple of years or a year prior, 1991. Uh, when he came out at the now I got to look this up because I've completely botched it. I'm working on it. Um, Papa Shango. He was Sir Charles in 1991, Papa Shango in 1992. Is this Royal Rumble then? Uh, I thought he was supposed to, I thought he debuted, he debuted at WrestleMania, was supposed to debut at WrestleMania, right? I don't remember, dude. God, I can't remember, and I know, I... Oh, he was supposed to the Shango character Hogan. debuted on the edition of February 8th, 1992 of Superstars, defeating Dale Wolf. His big thing was supposed to be coming out at WrestleMania, though, and he and he messed up yes. his own. He was supposed That's to run it. in on Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice, but he anyway. missed the cue and hit the ring late. So we're in April 18th now, um, and for this research, I watched a bunch of episodes of Superstars because that's what's available on Peacock. The main event isn't, but I don't think I missed too much from there. Uh, now, keep in mind, wrestling shows during this time uh-huh. were primarily consisting of wrestlers facing enhancement talent so it's like hulk hogan versus brian brian the garbage king nope jonathan they don't get any jobs (laughs) it's just guy isaac yankum repo man versus ted ford they do get jobs the brooklyn brawler his job was fighting people at yankees games so there's guys like Brooklyn Brawler, the goon and um, pet on the back guy. Um, God, what is his Matt name? Matt Elfering. No, 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 no. He's an enhancement talent that like pats himself on the back. Um, oh, but there, there's di- there's there's different kinds of in, like jobbers. Enhancement yeah, talent. there's there's jobbers that tour. I'm going to go back to enhancement talent, uh, enhancement talent that tours with the company, essentially tours with WWF. And then there's the local talent enhancement. Yeah. Primarily, you're seeing local talent. Brooklyn Brawler pops up more than most people. Uh, so April 18th, Papa Shango pops up on uh, Superstars. 
Uh, and I'm going to read to you uh, his exact promo. It's okay, very okay. great. Ooh, ooh uh, this is exciting. I'm just going to read it straight. We're not doing Russell Peace Theater on this. Oh. Uh, how many people know Papa Shango? How many people know Voodoo? Papa Shango is Voodoo. All WWF wrestlers, when you sleep at night, you won't dream of nice things. You'll dream of Papa Shango. Papa Shango, the Voodoo Master. Once you enter the mind, you have the body. Now, Matt, I would like to note mm-hmm. that you claimed you were going to read it normally. I did a little. I did like a reading of it. You read it as you read it as if you were uh like auditioning for a cereal commercial in 1994. <laughs> Mikey likes it. You dream of Papa Shango. Uh, so that's the introduction to Papa Shango uh, for this for this few, not for the world. Um, this is I believe that was post WrestleMania. Uh, so April 25th, Sid Justice is currently in a feud with Ultimate Warrior. It's going to get it's going to be a huge thing. It's too. Well, super beefy here's, boys. here's how here's how this broke down. Uh, obviously, uh, g- even though he missed the time cue, he did still run to the ring to attack Hogan at the end of Mania. Uh, then Ultimate Warrior came out to save the day. And it yes. was Hogan versus Sid. Papa Shango came out to attack Hogan. Warrior came out to save the day. So now they like essentially what they're trying to tell us is like these are the top four faces in the company. Yes. Um they're they're pushing on Shango so hard, but he's not involved at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh he's been kind of removed from the feud, even though he started the it's really weird. Yeah. Um, but it's really pushing towards Sid Justice and Ultimate Warrior. It felt like from the start of how th- this looks, it feels like it's gonna be leading up to a big SummerSlam match. Now the day after this promo, Sid quits WWE after reported disagreements between him, the WWF, and Ultimate Warrior based on the outcome of two house shows, which both ended in a DQ. I will say that is not there is another potential reason it is. Reported uh, there's the whole that the, the, it was reported that there yeah. was a failed drug test uh, and then he was let go by WWE. Honestly, it could be a bit of both. It could be a bit of both. I was kind of going with the one that had a more reliable source we'll put it well matt we gotta be honest with the people i gotta be honest uh april also, now we're back sid's ankle exploded that was in wcw though. i know but man now you, now i'm picturing it in my head i know and i hate it i, I hate it like but it, it popped into my head so i know it needed to be in your head too no thank you uh may 2nd we have uh red T- tyler versus papa shango it's another squash match yeah um we have commentary with vince mcmahon saying that papa shango would give Ultimate Warrior, a quote, run for his money. Uh, we also see wow. a promo with Sid Justice talking about how he's going to beat the Ultimate Warrior, but he had been gone from the company for eight days at this point or something. That's so weird. It's very, very also, weird. I had can to we, can we just for a minute look at the like the Sid, Sid Udy's character? Yes. He was Sid, Sid Justice, Sid Steele, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid. With an Psycho Sid P S Y C H O, Psycho Sid S Y C H O. Like, <laughs> and then at one point, evidently, he was known as the Vicious Warrior, which I did not know about. No, but he, like, he that. just had, he had so many different names, and they were all Sid. And they're all the same character. The, the character is, he's a large, unbalanced man who will break and destroy you in the ring, which is fine. That's a fine character. I yeah, do dude, like I that like character. Sid Vicious. Same here. I think he's tight. 
Um, we're now moving to May 9th, and this is uh, there's a new Papa Shango segment. Um, what's beautiful about this segment is it kind of opens up on headshots of Ultimate Warrior. Um, pick like printed out headshots of Ultimate Warrior that have been set on fire, and Papa Shango is putting a voodoo curse on the warrior, Chris. A oh, voodoo no. curse. He has like a little like straw the worst kind of curse. Cross. This is the worst kind of curse. Is there a worse of is there something worse than a voodoo curse? Uh no. Mm-mm. Not that I could think of. I can't listeners, think of a worse curse. Listeners, if you can think of something worse than a voodoo curse, do something for me. Go to the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, mm-hmm. leave us a five star review, and then tell us what the cur- what you what's worse than the voodoo curse from Papa Shango. Thank you. And doesn't it feel nice to say worse than a curse? Worse than a curse. It's a nice, it's a nice little yeah. rhyme. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so he has a little straw stick man that catches on fire. Uh, and Vince McMahon now comes on to state after the segment that Ultimate Warrior has now officially been mm. cursed. At the end of the episode, Ultimate Warrior comes out to the crowd to say he's unaffected by this curse, but he's going to move the curse that was put onto him onto the nasty boys next week when he fights them. Because, hmm. you know, Brian Knobs needs that needs that nasty curse. I mean, you're not wrong. He's nasty knobs, baby. He's nasty knobs. Can we just talk? Can we just appreciate the nasty boys for what they were? One day we're going to have to do a nasty boys episode and I'm going to hate it. Why are you going to hate it? Because the nasty boys suck. Chris, we're on the May 16th episode of Superstars. Uh, McMahon has announced at the opening of the episode. It's National Hamburger Week. Um, This is some. Hey, Matt. Happy Happy Hamburger Week. Happy Hamburger Week. Every week is Hamburger Week if you announce it out loud. That's right. Hey, it's ha- it's hamburger week, everybody. Hey guys, hamburger week. Get your hamburgers. Um, so Warriors fighting knobs of the nasty boys. He's actually fighting them both on the outside of the ring because that's how the nasty boys work. They're nasty. They're nasty. <clears throat> um, so more Ultimate Warrior wins, but Papa Shango comes out, Chris, and he's doing his curse thing with the skull and the stick. Uh, but the curse is not affecting the warrior. It's too strong. Oh no. Um, however, uh-huh. all of a sudden. Ultimate Warrior's tummy starts hurting and he grabs it. Uh, he rolls around on the ground. He has to be taken out on a stretcher. He's in so much pain. He is brought back so medical personnel can look at the Ultimate Warrior and figure out what is going on. Did he eat something bad? Did he have some bad clams? Uh, is the power of the warrior tainted by a curse? Because there's nothing worse than a curse. It's true. Especially a Shango curse. Exactly. And Ultimate Warrior at this point in time pukes on the people helping him what color is it matt it's so green yeah it is he's gonna puke you know why though because it's curse puke it's It's curse curse curses the the puke is cursed fluids that come out of your body when you're cursed are different colors like puke is green Mm -hmm. sweat and blood is both black Yeah. yeah yeah it's very strange uh, we're now on the May 23rd episode of Superstars. Papa Shango is cutting a promo that is a banger. There, it's not very good. Um, about the final possession, saying he now owns the warrior spirit. The spirit, spirit. No, he yeah, he owns the warrior's spirit. Spirit. Uh, of course, this leads to Warrior coming out uh in his white track jacket. I want to point out the white track jacket because that sits uh sits to me like that's the one thing I remember about this. Uh, he talks to Mean Gene, 
And of course, the warrior can't be controlled or possessed. He's the warrior. And his warriors behind him give him the power to warrior. Am I correct in that? Sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Warrior claims that he's always going to be in control of his body, Chris. He will never not be in control. And that the warriors love him. Matt, I don't want to take this to a steroid place. <laughs> you don't? But, like, given that the warrior was reported to be a uh, user of steroids at, at certain points, not obviously not at all points, um, maybe he wasn't in control. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Um, but at the end but of the this... the spirit of the ultimate warrior spirit lives forever Hulk. Hulk. Uh, at the end black liquid comes out of his forehead uh, from under his hair <laughs> and then the warrior starts like shaking a lot like Ugh. and he says two words I would like to repeat it the best I can how he did it uh-huh. warriors warriors fade to black that's it <laughs> Wait, he just says warriors twice? Yeah, that's his big thing is saying warriors twice. Warriors. Warriors. Chris, you've been you've been <laughs> cursed, and then we've established there's nothing worse than a curse on your spirit. What are two things you would say? If you had to say like two words. Any words two you words. want. Two words. Oh man. <laughs> Mine would be, but if you give me if you give me three words, it's a completely yeah. different answer. What's three words? Oh, what a rush! That was—it's <laughs> four words. No, what would, a rush! You said, "Oh, what a rush!" Said, like that was me groaning in pain at my spirit oh, okay. being taken over by Papa Shango's curse. There's nothing worse than a curse. <laughs> of course, would, of course. I, I, <laughs> I'd say, help me. Oh, that would uh, help me. Where's that medical probably, personnel I puked on last week? That that's probably better than just saying, "Oh man," <laughs> <laughs> or asking untrained uh, people that are not trained in the medical profession that are your fans to come help you. Warriors, Warriors. is there a doctor in the house? Uh, <laughs> what a I, rush! And I don't get the purpose of the black goo, like. What does it do well, that's to you? Cur- it's it's curse juice. It makes you wet. Yeah, with black goo. It's oh, I gotta juice. wash this white track jacket now. Oh, Warriors, what a rush! <laughs> um, Warriors, do my dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to take the ticket. <laughs> Uh, May 30th, Papa Shango is about to face the very famous Brian Breger. The lights go out. Sure. And they come back on, Chris. Breger's boots are on fire. His <laughs> what? boots are on fire in the ring. Matt, the that ring seems dangerous. It's very dangerous. Also, Breger has black goo on his face that is very different from the goo uh, that came out of Warrior's head. This is like slime goo. The goo from Warrior's head was, was just black water. Well, or sweat. 
black sweat. Well, it could be black sweat. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's actually a good thing. Maybe un- maybe Ultimate Warrior was like sweating out the curse. Or this is like a DC Comics thing from like 1994 where you bleed black. Yeah, it could be that too. It could be that too. R.I.P. Superman. Spoiler alert. You died. Maybe Ultimate Warrior is not human. And he's just got some weird stuff going on inside of him. I mean, I think it's been well established. He's from another planet, right? I don't know. Or am I thinking of the Dingo Warrior? I don't know. I just know he flies planes a lot. Hulk. 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 And he crashes them into the mountain of Hulkamania or whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you had a plane to crash and you had to crash it somewhere, wouldn't it be into the Hulkamania into Hulk mountain? Hogan? No, Matt. It no, wouldn't. no, no. The That's Hulkamania Hogan, mountain. Mount, Mount Mania? Wait, no. Hulk Hogan's the one driving the plane. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so Hogan is in a situation. We're way off topic. I don't care. It's funny. Uh, we're in a situation where Hogan is now in charge of piloting his own airplane. Does not to know how doom. to. He's and in charge of piloting mm-hmm. and crashing his own airplane. Well, he's not supposed to crash it. Ultimate Warrior's telling him how not to crash it. But obviously, is he really? I think I believe in that promo. He's saying grab the wheel. Or, not wheel. Whatever it's called. I think he's trying to help him out of the plane crash. We've got to cover that DVD at one point. Um, Let's go to June 28th, June 6th. I mean, June 6th, not 28th. Chris, I want you to keep in mind that right now in WWF, this is the most promoted and biggest feud in the company. Oh, you mean when you say right now, you mean back then. I thought you meant like today. Also today. Also today, right this second. Is Triple H out there like plotting out? warrior versus shango 2 i think so who's gonna play the new warrior is it a new warrior here's the thing i've got some backstage information from smackdown hacker oh god the person playing he's wrong he's never wrong the person playing ultimate warrior this time around for the new feud with papa shango is former raw tag team champion nicholas wait the little kid that teamed up with braun Strowman. yep He's, He's back, baby. How? Hold on. How old is Nicholas? Probably like 13 now. How old is Nicholas? I remember the last time I had I interviewed Braun Strowman and I asked about Nicholas and I got a sigh of, oh, I can't believe I'm still getting asked this question by reporters. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was six years ago or four. Oh, so years he's probably ago. like 17 now. Ago. It was 2018. 2018 is four years ago. Yeah, so I, I changed it and I said four years. He was he was ten. He's fourteen. Good for him. Way he's to 14 age. Fourteen or fifteen. And now he gets to be the ultimate warrior. Yeah. I would argue that's more impressive than being tag team champions with the monster among men slash monster among monsters, Braun Strowman. The conductor of trains. So, um, Chris, the other big feud during this time is Big Boss Man versus Nails. Nails was an escaped prison guy. Oh, I remember Nails. <laughs> Nails in his in his orange jumpsuit with the sleeves ripped off. It's just so dumb. I was watching this and I'm like, in the world of wrestling, you have an escaped convict. He's not free. I mean, he's still in the Department of Corrections yeah. thing. Feuding with a cop. Feuding with a cop. But no one's trying to put him back in prison. Now, Matt, here's the important question. How is Nails spelled? Obviously, Chris, it is N-A-I-L-Z. That's right. Big old Nails with a Z, baby. 
Um, so in the June 6th episode, after I giggled at the whole nail stuff, um, Mean Gene Okerlund is interviewing Papa Shango. Yeah. This I did not remember at all. Uh, mean Gene does most of the talking, eventually goes to ask Shango about this whole warrior feud. And uh, Shango says this. Um, you have entered the dark world of Papa Shango. You've stepped into my black circle and that circle is closing on you. Uh, after that is said, um, Shango curses Mean Gene uh-huh. and then Black Goo comes out of one of his sleeves on Mean Gene's jacket. Can I say arm. can I say this? Yes, please. please I, I, ju- I just pulled this clip up. Charles is doing something very cool. Oh, when they're doing the interview? Yes. The mumbling to himself, right? The mumbling and the twitching? Yes. yes. Like, it looks so good. Yes. He He's given a bad character, and he does the most of what he can with it. Yeah, he embraces it. I think that's kind of what drew me into the character so much, because he's really giving it his all in a bad story. I wouldn't say the character itself is bad, because he made it memorable. You know. Um... Oh, no. What happened to Mean Gene's arm? There's black goo coming out of it. How are you going to get that out? He dropped the microphone. Mean Gene doesn't have warriors to do his dry cleaning. What if if his Mean Gene (laughs) fell down the ground? He's like, Ogre Lens. (laughs) Ogre Lens. Also, why 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 is it only his arm that's sweating? Just just the one arm. Just the one arm. Like, it was coming out of Warrior's head. Yep. Uh, so June 13th, we have a backstage promo from Warrior talking about how his Warriors believe in him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, at this point, I want to note, it's been about a month since this feud has started. These two men have been in the same room once on camera. They have not been in a fight. Uh, it's bad. Uh-huh. It is a bad feud because it's just not built very well. Right. Um, Shango kind of cuts a promo at the end saying Warrior is going to be a zom- his zombie. Sure. And he's right. He's right. Uh, June 20th, we have a oh, Papa Shango versus oh Chris Han. Han is not excited about the match. He's very scared. He's wearing a white hat to the ring as his entrance gear, which is very bizarre. Uh, Han enters the ring, puts his hat down, raises his hand up, and it is on fire. Chris there's a fire in the palm of his hand. It's actually pretty cool. I will say this is very cool. I like this very much. Wow. Um, and he flips out and then he closes his hand and it's gone. Um, so we're still really riding the curse thing pretty hard. It's actually, it's not bad. This stuff is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the feud itself between Shango and they don't pull the trigger fully between him and warrior. They never put them in the same ring. And it spent so much time at this point, just on like, black blood right um june 27th it's it's just spooky uh june 27th they're still feuding they're cutting promos against each other nothing notable really happens um july 4th mcmahon's talking about america so much um there it's more squash matches at at this point we're kind of two months into this feud with nothing really moving Mm -hmm. um and then July 11th, there's nothing except a great Razor Ramon uh, vignette, by the way. This is when Razor Ramon's coming in. And like those vin- early vignettes are really fun. Like, heck yeah. Scott Hall really put himself into that. They're great. Hey, Chico. 
get it because that's the thing that razor ramon said he one of the ones that he says which are um is i think a little offensive now is like uh uh chicas they're for the chicos or chicas they're for the guys it's a really weird sentence that comes off as like very misogynistic which that character kind of was when he came in so i mean the whole this whole thing was machismo, machismo which is a super misogynistic thing <laughs> also wasn't he supposed to be cuban uh yeah and scott hall is italian i believe is definitely not cuban <laughs> No, no, we not. At he's not all. Hispanic at all. Uh, hold on. Now I gotta look. Now I gotta figure this out. Now we gotta figure out Scott Hall's heritage. R.I.P. Love Scott Hall. One of the greatest. Love. I would argue one of the greatest workers of all time. I would agree with you, Chris. I got something really special coming towards you right now. On July twenty eighth, or sorry, July eighteenth, there's a segment for the World Bodybuilding Federation. Yes, and Vince McMahon Beef. and Kurt Hedding. Beef, or uh, Mr. Beef. Perfect. Are they talking about how great it is? <laughs> and they're showing clips of guys just going like, ah, ah, I'm flexing. Ah. Do you remember the names of any of the people from our WBF episode? I do not. Not at all. Beef Man. Thunderstorm. Beef Thunderstorm was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Hard uh, Mick. Nope. Hard. Biceps. Hard was definitely one of them. Hard yep. Mick biceps. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say hard McBiceps? Yeah, I did. Hard McBiceps. Um, there's also um, I said uh-huh. beef already. You said beef. No, Matt. You said specifically beef thunderstorm. Beef thunderstorm. Um, what uh, you're forgetting, Matt? Mountain is of a man. They didn't have. The, no, that's that's man mountain rock, and that's from it, WWF. He's a man who loves to rock the house. It's true. Uh, but. What you're forgetting, Matt, is that in the WBF, they all wore outlandish costumes. They had normal names like Mike Quinn, Gary Stridham, uh, Barry DeMay. There was one we really liked, though. David Durth. That's a porn name. No, no, that's that's David Girth. I know. Like, it's close enough to Girth where it could have been like a 70s porn name. You're not wrong. Uh, So July 18th, there's... um, the July 18th episode of Superstars ends with Randy Savage and Macho Man cutting promos on each other. Uh, and it's reported kind of around this time that Warrior hated the story with Papa Shango, had zero control over it and where it was headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of placed him in a feud with Randy Savage at this point. And you'd think that's where it would end, but it doesn't because we no. cut to July 25th. Um, I'm sorry, July 25th is more of building on Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior. Um, August 1st is uh, Papa Shango has another squash match. And then it's mentioned on commentary numerous times that Ultimate Warrior is on a collision course with Shango. Um, Even though he's seemingly not. Even though he's in a SummerSlam match with Randy Savage for the title at this point. Yeah. Uh, Then SummerSlam happens. Papa Shango curses Bret Hart. As one does. Um, Matt. We've all cursed Bret Hart at one time or another. <laughs> I mean, That's famously, he's been cursed. Huh? Famously, Bret Hart has been cursed by people. Yeah. Everybody. Vince McMahon. Yeah. So Vince McMahon. <laughs> there's a whole, it's being set up between Bret Hart and Papa Shango, which doesn't really go anywhere. And then it kind of gets set back up that it's going to be Papa Shango versus uh, Ultimate Warrior. And there was actually a match 
they were planning on uh, having a match in November against each other for the first mm-hmm. time. The first time. This is November. This feud started in April. We are, what, seven months in? Yeah. So a first match was planned, and then Ultimate Warrior left WWF. Yeah. So there was no match. No. This is one of the most memorable feuds from WWE history where there was not a match between the two people feuding. I'm trying to think of another like big feud where they didn't have a match. Good luck. I mean, even Kevin Federline had a match. Bad Bunny has had a match. Bad Bunny's had two. Bad, Bad Bunny's fantastic, by the way. San Benito, baby. Uh, so that is what is considered one of the worst feuds of um, 1992. I think of all time, it's considered one of the worst. But I think it's I think it's considered one of the worst because you have two people cutting promos that are on another planet. Papa Shango, rightfully on another planet. That's the mm-hmm. character. Ultimate Warrior's character is kind of undefinable. Um, you don't have like essentially what is a straight man in this situation. You've got two like crazy people just kind of yelling at each other. Right. And so there's not, there's no one to really get behind. I guess you can get behind warrior, but I don't know. It's that it was just, it's not good to feud those two people together. And then Papa Shago's giant push kind of came to an end at that point. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking at this. He, he was released the next year. His last, his last match in the Papa Shango character was the Royal Rumble in 93, where he, it says here he was eliminated in under 30 seconds. Yep. Uh, and then after that, it's pretty much dark matches, except for he made a few appearances. He lost a King of the Ring qualifying match to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like I see. Yeah, I see right here. This is voted by uh, Observer readers as the worst gimmick and most embarrassing wrestler of 1992. I refuse to believe that's true because pop, the presentation of Papa Shango mm-hmm. rules. Yes. It's so also, good. Berserker exists during this time and is main eventing superstars. Berserker is a much worse character. I will say, Matt, in 2013, Finn Martin, a person I've never heard of, said in the magazine Power Slam, which I've also never heard of, Shango and his curses were a total embarrassment. Fans exhaled wildly each time he appeared on screen. Shango bombed and deservedly so. Why did he deserve to bomb? Finn Martin, if you're even real. he's Charles Wright is doing the best he can with a character, and I think he does a good job. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say the character's an embarrassment. I mean, it's it's no more ridiculous than half the other stuff going on. Doink the Clown, having two Doink the Clowns pop up, or Berserker doing or Mantor existing two years later. Mantar. Mm. Or Man Mountain Rock. Like, there's, there are much worse gimmicks kind of of that era, that new generation, pre-new generation era. Yeah. And then, of course, as we all know, uh, Shango wound up back in WWE under a new gimmick. Comma the Fighting Machine. In 1995. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was Kama the Supreme Fighting Machine, who then just became Kama Mustafa, Kama. Join the nation of domination. But Kama had a, I want to point out that Kama had a very, very good feud with Undertaker during that time. Undertaker at this point had been established. 1992, we kind of knew. And as we know, Undertaker and Charles Wright are very good friends. Yes, yes. 
They're the um, boys. So they have the feud where Kama melts down Undertaker's urn to make it into chains for himself. Mm-hmm. That was a 94, 90, that was 95. Because I had to cover every episode of Raw in 95. Whoa, Matt, this is something I didn't know. Well, please. Uh, in 1995, after the feud with Taker, uh, Wright left the company again and verbally agreed to join WCW as the enforcer for the NWO. He decided not to go after talking to Farouk, Ron Simmons. Wright then learned that WCW signed Virgil to be the NWO's enforcer by watching Monday Nitro at home with his wife. And that they had signed him for less than what they offered Wright. Now, imagine Charles Wright in NWO. Oh, man. But like, what would Virgil be doing at conventions then? <laughs> I I had no idea that Charles Wright had adver- agreed to go to be the NWO's enforcer. No, no, same. That's wild. Uh, but then he came back to WWF uh, a couple of years later, this time as Kama Mustafa joined the Nation of Domination. Eventually, he became the Godfather. Eventually, he became the Good Father. Uh, and the rest is history, man. Now he's just Godfather for life. Kind of, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I feel like Godfather is the closest to his actual life. I love Goodfather. I love Papa Shango. I actually love Kama the Fighting, the Supreme Fighting Machine. Yeah, that, that I, was I such. Like, a, I just love everything Charles Wright has done. I everything he's, he's done has been. Did you know, bef- like before he got the Papa Shango gimmick, they tried another gimmick on him, Sir Charles, as in Charles Barkley. It was it was sort of a take on Charles Barkley, uh, the, the obviously the name Sir Charles. And then he wore like fancy robes to the ring and whatnot. It all it like he it, it was his first WWE gimmick, but it was only done on like house shows. Oh, I'd uh, love to see that. I know. I know. That I just feel like great. he's a guy who takes when he's given a character, it doesn't. He, mm-hmm. he might have an opinion about it or whatever, but like he still like goes all in on it. More yeah. so, I'd say better than anybody else. Well, I mean, show a little respect to Happy Corbin, please. <laughs> I would say he goes all in more than Happy Corbin. Wow, uh, Baron Corbin's very good with the, with what he's given. Modern, like modern wise, I think he's great. I, I think Charles Wright does a much much better job going with gimmick gimmick work. I don't know if he does a much, much better job. I would say that like the gimmicks were more outlandish then. So it yeah. might it was probably harder to commit. Yeah. But I see what you mean. Yeah. And Although I, I was watching a interview segment last week of like a backstage thing with sad Corbin, like right after he lost it, everything. Uh-huh. He is so good. Also, you know, another one person you're freaking about who totally commits to the gimmick. Hmm. The librarian, pretty Peter Avalon. I'm going to throw this out there. Not the biggest fan. I love Peter Avalon. I thought the librarian stuff was dumb. Which is funny because the whole thing was like, hey, isn't the librarian a dumb gimmick? But then they really made it a dumb gimmick. Yeah, that's OK. That's all right. Can't like everything. Not everything's for you. You know how I did- know you can't like everything? How? CM Punk can't even like anything. He likes nothing. Yeah. Except for Mindy's Bakery which is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays in Chicago, Illinois. I'm I'm pretty sure he likes his dog, Larry. 
I like his dog, Larry. I mean, how can you not like his dog, Larry? The fact that Larry is like on the clothes of his action figures makes me think like, I guess I could buy them for Lord Pumpernickel because we should have we should have the little dog pictures. I mean, I know a guy that loves having his dog on, you know, his clothing, nope. too. Is he still in your house? Yeah, he's sleeping. Oh, that's good. Ooh, yeah, wait, I'm here. is Clarence awake? Yeah, Clarence is around the couch. Okay. Just being a good boy. Anyway, we did it. We talked about Papa Shango after talking about months of doing this episode. (laughs) We did it months, like years, bro. Um, I we're going to be gone next week. We're going to be off. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be here. Maybe I'll just do an episode by myself. Yeah, do it. Yeah, you could do that. Like Chris Hainer's pirate radio. Okay. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week I'll get uh, Lord Pumpernickel on to talk about uh their wrestling character okay yeah i mean that's what the people want right i don't know what people want anymore me neither hey but that's not it we have questions this week bam we do bam we do when did that happen um a while ago uh first question comes from tony wilson hey tony uh hey tony do you think god stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created uh, that's a quote from Steve Buscemi from Spy Kids to your thoughts. Yes. Well, hmm. no, because in theory. If you believe in God, yes. I'm not saying you have to believe in God, but I'm saying for those that believe in God, don't they believe that God is everywhere and in everything? So does he actually stay in heaven? If God what are your thoughts? Everything. I don't think about. um. I don't think about the Christian God too much. What do you think about uh, Wait, JBL, says the he, wrestling God? I don't like him. Like as a person or as a I wrestler? think as a person, I don't like him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Eh. He, uh, was just, really, he was really nice to me the times we interacted. He gave me tickets to WrestleMania 20. I, I've no, just, I've never interacted with him. 21? WrestleMania 21. I mean, I, I guess. Okay, so if God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created. Why would God be fearful of things? Well, Cause he created. created some real BS not. And I don't mean like no more BS Paul white. I mean, mm-hmm. some real bull, like, like bleep. famine. Yeah. That's some BS. COVID COVID. Um, dog dad lawyer. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from land pits. Uh, if creed, he made creed, creed. the band. Okay, Not so Austin Creed. If Triple H, he, uh, Land writes it out as HHH, um, which could be our Triple H. Uh, if Triple H brings back the European Championship for NXT Europe, who is the who is your guy to put the strap on? I mean, they fired everyone in NXT UK, so I don't know. The answer is D'Lo Brown. Because you're looking at the real D'Lo deal. Brown, Matt, D'Lo Brown is retired and not under a WWE contract and not based out of Europe. No, that's um, not the answer. Not at all. No, but he was European champion for a while. A lot of people were, but like, I think what they're saying is like who of the NXT UK crew, but I think they were all more or less let go or moved over to NXT proper. Yeah. So, uh, Butch. Um, I'm going to, uh, Butch is on the main roster now. Yeah, but he can travel. Okay. We have, we have these airplanes now, Matt, that'll take you across an ocean. What's Killian Dane up to? He's not in WWE anymore. Bring back Eric Young. Alexander Wolf. 
Yeah. All the U- all the European like all the NXT UK people I know are on the main roster now. I know who's going to be the European champion, Matt. Who? Nikki Ash. That'd be fantastic. Who's now a villain? Who's been a villain? Yeah, I know, but they still say almost a superhero. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode. Of Wait, Wrestle those Buddies. were the only questions? Yeah, we got two. I mean, what I asked. When did you like, ask for those? Uh, right before we started recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't tag me. No, I didn't tag you. I just did it really quick. I appreciate it because I was like surprised. Like, I don't know what's going nice on. Nice little surprise. And uh, nice little surprise. Scheme. Maybe we'll get a surprise next week from Chris and Lord Pumpernickel. Uh, Chris, uh, any, maybe not, though. No, Let's probably see. not, though. Any final words? No. Mm, okay, great. Bush Warriors. Warriors. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. WrestleBuddies is a copywritten GameSpot website podcast. You do not have permission to use anything contained within the episode or you'll be sued by me, Dog Dad Lawyer. I've got a dog named Clarence. He's a beautiful pug.